0: welcome to the healing for the soul podcast where we dive deep into the unknown that is all things divine my name is heather and i'll be your guide as we explore practical ways to deepen your connection to the super conscious develop your spiritual gifts and learn how to break down the barriers that sabotage us from experiencing our heaven on earth within right now so get comfortable grab something to jot your aha moments down on Surround yourself in a ball of white light that is source consciousness and prepare to enter into a whole new world. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Healing for the Soul podcast. I'm your host, Heather, and I'm honored to have you here with me today. Last week, I began to tell the story of my dark night of the soul experience. This phase of my spiritual awakening was triggered by the unexpected death of my father. So today I was guided by spirit to go deeper and talk about how I was able to navigate the transition period from being unknowingly unconscious to awakening into deeper awareness. So what does it mean to be conscious, aware, or awake, as opposed to being unconscious, unaware, or asleep? Consciousness means to be extremely present with every thought you think emotion you feel, decision you make, or reaction you allow. Think of it like you are walking by meditation. Everything you are doing is being observed and you take the time necessary to develop curiosity for everything you experience. As you begin to train yourself to be in the flow of continuous meditation, think of it like navigating a river. Imagine you noticed every pebble or ripple and started making it mean something about your own worth or capabilities. Practicing non-judgment in this context would be the same as letting each pebble simply be part of the river's natural course without making it mean something about ourselves. For instance, if a small obstacle appears in the water, instead of seeing it as a reflection of your worthiness, consider it just a passing moment in the river of life. Correct any instinctive judgments by challenging yourself to view these moments through what we can call divine eyes, seeing them with a broader, more compassionate perspective. It's like allowing the river of your thoughts to flow freely, unburdened by unnecessary judgments. This means if something happens within the flow of your personal river of life, such as abuse, disrespect, or toxicity and therefore are not the frequency or energy that is aligned with your dream world or heaven on earth. It needs to be examined and processed without judgment and then released and replaced with a higher frequency that will promote actions, habits, and behaviors that are more beneficial for the vision you are wanting to create instead. It is important that we do not allow ourselves to stay in or entertain the frequency of judgment perfectionism or rigid thinking as often as possible. The more aware or conscious you are of your thoughts, the more aware you become of your judgments. And every time you become aware of those judgments, be sure to remind yourself it is not the time to beat yourself up for judging something again, but instead an opportunity for you to replace that low vibing frequency with something better. Let's break down the idea of being knowingly or unknowingly unconscious. When something is happening unconsciously, it means that it is occurring naturally throughout your day without being fully aware of it. This can keep you stuck in that energy until you either become uncomfortable enough to take action or something prompts you to snap out of it. Now, If you're consciously aware of what's happening, but it's a habit or a pattern that isn't beneficial, the challenge arises. You may know what you're doing, but you might not recognize it as a problem. In other words, you might not see it, how it negatively affects or impacts the world around you or even yourself. This lack of awareness can hinder positive change. It's like being caught in a cycle where breaking free requires not just recognizing the behavior, but also understanding its impact on yourself in the broader picture. Consider the pressing issue of our planet's health as a profound example of knowingly or unknowingly acting out unconscious behaviors. To delve deeper into this, you can explore the documentary Kiss the Ground on Netflix, The documentary sheds light on a mission to restore the health of our planet and the earth by focusing on one critical element, soil. The researchers explain how healing our soil can lead to a chain reactions of positive outcomes. Healthy soil nurtures healthy plants, which supports healthy animals, ultimately contributing to the well-being of humans and the entire planet. The documentary provides a comprehensive view with historical context, statistics, and scientific backing. What makes this mission intriguing is that our urgent need to save the soil stems from a state of unconsciousness or ignorance regarding how nature operates. Over the last few centuries, humans have developed an addiction or a need for instant gratification and perhaps unintentionally adopted a greedy and selfish mentality. The awareness I have of this mentality and insatiable craving comes from personal experience as I too, up until this point, have been unconsciously involved in supporting destructive frequencies such as greed and impatience for most of my life without even knowing simply because these understandings are not being taught to us in school or in society. Often we engage in actions that we believe contribute positively to our communities or the planet, such as creating more businesses, more food suppliers, more homes, and so on, all driven by the desire for money, faster processes, and shinier outcomes. Ironically, these actions can lead to more harm than good, creating cycles of karmic debt. It becomes crucial to recognize how our habits and actions impact both our inner world and the external environment, adhering to the spiritual law that states, as within, so without. An example from the documentary highlights the consequences of unconscious agricultural practices over the past century. The demand for rapid reproduction and farming has led to an increased need for tools, land, chemicals, and inhumane systems. This unexamined approach goes against the principles of nature, actively defying the will of Mother Earth. It serves as a stark reminder of how knowingly or consciously choosing to ignore the negative effects of our actions perpetuates a cycle of harm to ourselves and the planet. The documentary challenges us to question, challenge, and align our actions with the harmonious flow of nature. Therefore, it isn't until two things occur that someone will be able to begin the journey of transitioning from unconscious or unaware into consciousness awareness. Number one will be when the pattern is beginning to come to the surface and you are noticing it more often. Number two is making an active decision to question whether that pattern is serving you in your highest good or in the highest good of others around you or not. Once you are able to notice and question these unconscious patterns, you are on track to building a habit of living your life through the observer perspective from within your heart. This observer perspective is what I like to call our soul or our God self. Once you are able to connect to your God self and you can then take the steps necessary to build a deeper connection to this part of you, which can be done through daily journaling and visualization meditations, taking every moment you can to remember to consult with your God self, asking this part of you what to do in every interaction or move you make. If you make a commitment each day to connect with this part of you and build trust with it by following its guidance, you will be able to navigate the transitional period with more ease and less overwhelm as you begin to shift realities. To help paint this picture a little better, I want to use my personal journey as an example and do my best to highlight the roadmap I was shown to follow so that you can begin to look for ways to implement these tools into your own life if you needed to. After my divorce, I was completely exhausted and beyond stressed out to the point that my body was sending me red alerts of my declining health. This near-death realization experience had sent me into a space where I was willing to look for what was responsible for the patterns of terrible things happening to me. I began to recognize how awful I was treating myself. I wasn't eating. I wasn't sleeping. I was always stoned or trying to stay distracted, so I couldn't have any time or space to feel any of my feelings that had been building and building from losing my father, experiencing postpartum depression, and ending my marriage. My body began to shut down because I had been sweeping all of my trauma and overwhelming emotions under the rug for years, and it was beginning to bust out of the seams when I was faced with the choice to heal or die. Thankfully, because I chose to heal, it was in that decision that I was able to create space and willingness to be more curious about what control I really had in my fate. This is when I began to wonder if I was attracting so much negativity, trauma, and disappointment into my life as a result of my mind being so filled with fear, pain, and anxiety It was in this moment of me noticing my negative self-talk, along with my willingness to question if my thoughts and emotions about myself and the world were serving me or hurting me. Obviously, I began to quickly replace my fears, insecurities, and anxieties with positive self-talk, asking myself questions that spoke to seeing from a more positive perspective or finding the solutions. And I started being more curious about my fears and insecurities instead of judging them and being hard on myself. I did this every day for 90 days straight. And it was around the 90 day period when my truest potential and divine purpose was revealed to me. I was shown that I wasn't the only one who had spent the first part of their lives unknowingly manifesting and attracting terrifying and traumatic events to happen. I knew in my heart that since I had awakened to these truths and was shown this process of breaking free, that it was imperative that I do whatever I can to help others see that the same level of ascension, personal transformation, and timeline shifting is possible for them too. However, there are a few things to note about what may happen when you begin to shift timelines and change your behaviors from unconscious to conscious. The first thing you may notice is that you will begin to slowly crave being home or alone more often. This is the hermit phase of the process, and it can be an important stage to allow yourself to go through because it will be within this stage that you are able to really let all of the voices in your head take a back seat for a moment and begin to handpick the type of water you use to feed the garden of your mind. Or in other words, you will be more careful about who and what has access to your thoughts and energy. This doesn't always mean you will find people you were once very close with slowly showing up less and less in your space, But this can happen. This is because you are beginning to raise the frequency in which you are vibrating on. And anyone in your environment or circle that is not on the frequency you are aligning with will need to fall away or take a back seat at least for the time being. Something you can remind yourself to help you relax in this part of the transition is that if they are meant to be in your life, they will follow you in your ascension. And you distancing yourself from them could be the very reason they get the opportunity to wake up in the first place. The truth is you cannot really be a prophet in your hometown. From my experience, what this can look like is while you are awakening into consciousness awareness, your parents, husband, children, and friends may not, at least in the beginning. This is where I see most people who have begun this consciousness journey get stuck or slow down. The challenge with you ascending first in your hometown means you have to be the leader. However, as the leader, it is not your job to teach the ones around you how to awaken. Rather, you are meant to stay focused on your own ascension and trust and pray that the ones around you will be guided by source and their own spirit team to follow you. This is because the people closest to you know you so well that they can't allow you to be the one that awakens them directly. Your job is to be an indirect passageway for their awakening forgiving them as quickly as you can when they make unconscious mistakes and visualizing source sending them the perfect message so they wake up soon instead of trying to scream a message at them and fight your way into waking them up. This is not helpful and it will be in your willingness to let go of responsibility for others ascension that their ascension will finally be able to unfold. So this has been the behind the scenes of my journey from the dark night of the soul to consciousness awareness. We explored the essence of consciousness, the importance of non-judgment, and the significance of questioning our unconscious patterns. Remember, it's not until we notice and question these patterns that we can truly transition into a state of higher awareness. As you navigate your own path, consider this. Are you living consciously or unconsciously? Are your thoughts, actions, and decisions aligned with your highest good and the greater good around you? I encourage each of you to take a moment after this episode Reflect on your own journey. Notice those patterns coming to the surface and actively decide whether they are serving your highest good or not. Connect with your inner observer, your God self, and embrace the power of daily journaling and visualization meditations to ground you and hold you accountable to your journey. And it's a great way to track your progress along the way. Your journey, much like mine, has the potential to shift realities and lead to profound personal transformation. I invite you to share your thoughts, experiences, and insights. Let's build a community where we support each other on this journey of awakening. Reach out to me on social media at facebookcom Heather, or email me at connect/soulhealerinstitute.com. Your stories matter and by sharing them, you contribute to the collective healing of our souls. If you found value in today's content, I would love to hear your feedback or questions in the comments. I would also love to hear your suggestions on topics you might want to hear me share in the future. If you are ever curious about learning more about what I teach through this podcast, you can visit soulhealerinstitute.com slash enroll now and see if enrolling as a student is the best next step for you. Thank you for joining me on this episode of Healing for the Soul podcast. Until next time, stay conscious, stay aware, and embrace the beautiful journey of your own spiritual awakening.